0: Welcome to um, Mission Sunday. Um, Now, this is not Missions Sunday. It is Mission Sunday. Um, And what we're doing today, if if you haven't been here or you haven't been, um, or, you know, things have been kind of busy or whatever is, today is going to be kind of a special day. Um, It's going to be a a situation where um, we begin to share What I believe is God's mission for this church. Now, I kind of want to first, before we kind of get started, kind of tell you what's not going to happen today. So that you understand and so you won't be thinking about it as this is going on. We are not going to get into the nitty gritty today. We are not going to basically say we're going to do this and this and this and this and this. Now, that's going to come later. That's coming But it's not going to come today. There's already some things that I have planned um, and that are in the works as we speak, but... I'm kind of one of these guys that kind of likes to hold those things a little closer to the vest until um, we're ready to do a little bit more unveiling of them. But things are coming, um, but they're not going to be necessarily explained today. Today is really about helping you understand what I believe the purpose of this body of believers is. This is going to be broad. It's going to be simple. It's going to basically be one sentence that I hope and pray will be something that you will be able to recite forwards and backwards and and in your sleep because I desire for it to be and I think God wants it to be something that is in our forefront uh, of our minds as we move forward as a body of believers. Um, But it is going to be mission driven, it's going to be mission understood, and we're going to talk about that this morning. So today is going to be a little different than maybe what you're what you're used to, and then of course as we go into February, we're going to discuss kind of what I like to call cultural aspects of this place. Basically, another way to put this is, is traits, or, or things that make this body of believers what we are, things that we value, things that we want to strive to be, and things that we want to cultivate in our lives, so that when people walk in these doors, they begin to understand who we are. I'm not into deceiving people. I'm not into saying this is, well, what are you into? You're into that? Great, so are we. That doesn't work with me. We are going to be clear and up front and say this is who we are, this is who God has called us to be, and this is what we're doing so that people know and so that people can get behind that and move forward. So that's what this is going to be um, over the next couple of weeks as we just dive into that. For March, um, I already have a, a, a series that I'm working on right now I'm very excited about that. It's going to kind of lead us into Easter, even though that's crazy to think about that that's coming up. And so we got some exciting things coming up uh, over the next couple of months. Uh, before we really get started, I do want to take one quick moment to thank those that came yesterday to help us fill up the blessing bags. It was awesome. We got a bunch filled up. We're going to make a big impact um, on some of the the homeless teams, teens of Denver that go see uh, Doyle at Sox Place, and it was awesome. Thank you so much for all of you that came and helped us get those together. It was great. And again, remember, the date night is the 10th. Please, please help us with that. Sign up in the foyer so you know what's going on. Let's pray. Father, we need you right now. I need you in this moment because my words aren't enough. Father, I believe with all my heart that, Father, you have placed these words in my mouth. I believe that this mission is not a mission that has been given by a man, but, Father, it has been given by your Spirit for me to help make clear to these individuals. Father, you have a place, you have a destiny for this place. Father, no one is here by accident. No one is here just because, and they have a part to play in this. And so, Father, I pray that you would help me be clear, that you would help me be concise, that you would help me be able to share what you have placed on my heart for this place. Because we trust you, we know that you're in control, and you are good We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to start with a little background and then we're going to jump in. This is not in your notes. We're going to start with Matthew, the 28th chapter. Matthew 28, Jesus is, is getting ready to ascend up into heaven. He's met with his disciples, uh, the resurrection has taken place, and you know this portion of scripture, most of you do. Uh, if you do not, that's cool, but it's, re- it's basically Matthew 28, starting with verse number 18, and this is what it says. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. The Son and the Holy Spirit teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always even to the end of the age. Now most of us know this portion of scripture and we call it the Great Commission. Basically what this is is simple. Jesus, before he ascends into heaven, he meets with his disciples and basically gives them the mission. This is what you are to do now that I am going to my Father. So basically Jesus has sat down with his individuals, he's gone through all the beautiful resurrection stuff, and now he's looking at them and saying, now this is what you are to do. That's what today is about. Now I am not Jesus in any way, shape, or form, but I'm praying and believing that God has spoken to me, and so basically that's what this is about. This is about mission. This is about purpose. This is about helping us understand at the end of the day when we're done and we're, we, we close this building up. We're all gone up into heaven and everything's wonderful. And we look and we go, did we accomplish this? This is the big picture. Does everyone understand? Next month, February, we'll begin to narrow it down a little bit. And will be these are the things that we need to do to be, to continue to follow and make this take place. So this is the big, this is the large panoramic photograph. Next month, we'll narrow it down and we'll look at specific items in that. But that's what this is about. So, the first thing that we're going to hit. The first thing, and if you have your notes, do me a favor, please use them Write stuff down, because this is, again, very important to who we are and where we are going to be moving forward. First thing, number one, our mission will be helping people. Look at Matthew, the 25th chapter, or the, yeah, chapter... 25, we're going to read a little bit here, starting with verse number 34 and 40, we're going to be kind of jumping around in Scripture, so I'm actually going to use the screen like some of you do to help me get through this, because I don't want to be flipping back and forth. But Matthew 25, it says this, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world for I was hungry and you fed me I was thirsty you gave me something to drink I was a stranger and you invited me into your home I was naked and you gave me clothing I was sick and you cared for me I was in prison and you visited me mm-hmm. Help me out here. There it is. There we go. Then the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did you ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, You got to check this out. The king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Look also at Romans 12. Romans 12, 13, it says this: When God's people are in need, ...be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Listen, you need to understand what this place is. This place is not a country club for Christians. This is not a place where you get to come... ...and just hang out and talk about your week... That's not what God made the church to be. Now, should we have relationships? Should we have fellowship? Absolutely. But this is a hospital. Hospitals have people in need in them. You don't go to a hospital to have something for dinner. You go to a hospital because you're sick, you have a need. And listen, I'll just be quite honest with you. If this place is not interested in helping people that are sick and that are in need, then we probably ought to just close the doors. Because the bottom line is this. There are people in our world that need help. Look, here's the dirty little secret. And I'm one of them. You don't think that you help me? You don't think that you are making a difference in my life? Listen, we want this place to be a place that helps people. Helps them become better fathers and better wives and better husbands and better mothers and better kids and better grandparents and better employees and better bosses. We want to help people become who God has called them to be. And that takes time and that takes effort and that takes sweat and that takes putting you i'm sorry in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation because let's be honest most of us and i'm gonna just stop right there most of us everybody look at me most of us are pretty selfish people and i'll help you but i'll only help you if it's convenient for me and that's got to change and that will change because this place will be a place that helps people. This place, listen, we are not going to get up into heaven and God is not going to look at us and say, oh, you know those people that were hungry, that were thirsty, that were in prison? Yeah, you didn't go see them. Because what you have to understand is this. Yesterday we got together, we put some tables up and we stuffed stuff into bags. Why? Because we were doing it under Jesus. Jesus. We were doing it for him. We were doing it because that was going to help somebody possibly feel God's love. And that's what we want to be about. And that's what we want to do. We don't just want to help people. We want to help them so that their lives are transformed by the saving power of Jesus. We're going to help people. And here, I'm. Listen. I'm going to tell you right now, okay? And, and, and it is kind of weirdly kind of going into something like that God's speaking to me for March. But so I'm going to try not to preach that message now because I want to preach that's March, okay? But you got to understand something. I'm telling you right now. I, I'm, listen, you know me. If you don't know me yet, you're getting to know me. I am transparent. I'm going to throw it all out there. I'll put it on the table, and you're going to know what's going to go on. This is going to make you uncomfortable. There are going to be people walking into this church that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. You better get ready because they're coming. And we're going to love on them and we're going to help them and we're going to be a light and we're going to be salt. And if that's not okay with you, I mean this in as much love as I can muster. There's the door and you can use it. I'm sorry. I am tired of this world going to hell in a handbasket and the church sitting by worried about the style of the music and worried about the carpet and worried about the temperature in the church. Come on. It's time. We're going to help people. We're going to help people that are rich. We're going to help people that are poor. We're going to help people that in every walk of life. And we're going to help you. Because I want you to be the best mom you can be. I want you to be the best father that you can be. I want you to be the best that God's created you to be. We're going to help you do that. We're going to do things that are going to put tools in your hand to make a difference. Not just in your life, but in the life of your community. The life of the, the, the spirit of influence that you have. But we're going to help people. Because if we don't, what are we doing? If this isn't a hospital, what are we doing? Jesus said, I didn't come for the well, I came for the sick. And if we're going to be his disciples, if we're going to follow in the footsteps of our rabbi, then we better be doing the same. And it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be messy, and it's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful mess. Next. Our mission will be the facilitating or be facilitating the discovery of Jesus. Facilitating the discovery of Jesus. Look at John the first chapter. This is I love this. This is John the first chapter, starting with verse number 43. I think we jumped ahead. One go black one for me. 143. Can we jump one back? There it is. Thank you, buddy. No problem. No worries, no worries. We're good. It says, The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come follow me. Philip was from Bethesda, Andrew, in and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And I love this, this next verse. It really makes me laugh when I see this. Nazareth, exclaims Nathanael, Can anything good come from Nazareth and he responds come and see for yourselves listen this place is going to be about people discovering Jesus and not listen not not the fake Jesus not the Jesus that the world thinks is out there the real Jesus full of love and compassion and mercy and grace forgiving sins from generation to generation to generation. This is gonna be a dis- Listen, when I was a kid, I don't know if they had these in Denver. They had them when I was a kid. It was called the Discovery Zone. Did they have those? Yes. They, oh, you don't know about that? Okay. They, they had Discovery Zone. Basically, what Discovery Zone was was an indoor play area. It was like a McDonald's Playland on steroids without the really, really bad food, okay? If you like McDonald's, I'm sorry. But anyway, you know, that's what it was. And you would go and it was called the discovery zone. And you would go and you would play and you would, you know, they had the ball pit. And and you would jump into that and you slides and have a great old time. Listen, this place is going to be the discovery zone. This place, people are going to come here and they're going to begin to see who Jesus is. And we're going to show them by the way we live our lives. Okay? We're not going to say this is what Jesus is about and go do something else. We're going to do what God has called us to do. They're going to see Jesus in the way that we love each other. I love this. You go on to like, how to become a big church? How to do all this stuff? Hey, make a billboard. Do this. Do that. You know, Jesus told us how to do it in the Bible. He said, you'll know, people will know that you're my disciples by the large size of billboard that you buy and put on the highway. Now, if you you know, I knew a church that does that. That's fine. I'm, I'm not not the rocks. But Jesus said you're going to people are going to know because of the way you love each other. Listen, I don't know if you understand this, but let me help you. When you walk into a place and you feel the love of the Father, it is contagious. There is something inside of us. God has created us this way to need and long for the love of the Father. It is not a defect. That is how God made us. And when we come in and that thing begins to happen deep inside of us, people go, ooh, ooh, wait a minute. There's something here. The problem is is they come in and we're too busy arguing with each other about stuff that doesn't matter, that they can feel God's love. You say, Aaron, boy, you're kind of stepping on our toes. Yeah, I kind of am. Well, this doesn't feel real good. Well, then get your toes out of the way. The easiest way to not get your toes stepped on is to not be doing the things you're talking about. Well, that's, that's not very nice. Listen, folks, this is souls we're talking about. This is eternity we are talking about. Maybe we need to understand that. But this is going to be a place where people are going to come to find Jesus. And we're going to celebrate it. One of my favorite stories is the prodigal son. It's so beautiful. And at the end, they have a party. Folks, we're going to celebrate souls. We're going to celebrate dead things becoming alive again. And it's going to be glorious. But listen, if we're not having people become life again, what are we doing Listen, I love you. I do. But there are people that God has called us to make a difference in their lives. And we're going to do it. And we're going to make it happen. Not because of our strength or our wisdom or our planning, but because we are going to be willing vessels of God. God. And we're going to love each other and take care of each other. And people are going to walk into this place and go, what is going on? What I love about this passage of scripture is Philip doesn't take, check this out, not that this is a bad thing. Please don't go there, but just follow me on this. Philip does not take Nathaniel down the Romans road of salvation. What's he say? Come and see. You know the problems I see sometimes in churches We aren't offering things where you as a congregation will go to your friends and go to those people that need Jesus and say, come and see. Come and see. You want to see what Jesus is about? Come and see. You want to see what love looks like? Come and see. You want to see about what acceptance looks like? Come and see. You want to see what life change looks like? Come and see. Come and see. And that starts with us. That starts with our lives showing that. It starts with our ability to do that. We have to understand that. So we're going to help people. We're going to facilitate the discovery of Jesus. And finally, our mission will be growing in Jesus. Look at Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians 4. It says, starting with verse number 11, it says this. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Their responsibility, now check this out. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Now let's stop there for just a second because we missed this, okay? Let's let's, let's identify really quickly who this is speaking of so we all understand what our jobs are and what we need to be doing as the Bible explains it and so we can understand it, okay? Let's start again. Now these are the gifts Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Hi. I'm Pastor Aaron. Does everyone understand that? Get that. Okay, moving on. Their responsibility, meaning the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So in this story, guess who you are? God's people. What is your job? Your job is to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. My job is to equip you to do that. My job is to give you the tools to help you do that. My job is to teach you and help you to grow. My job is to do that so what? So that I can do it all and you can sit there and just go, yay, pastor. No. This is expressing that you get to get your hands dirty. Hallelujah. I can't do it by myself. i was not supposed to do it by myself. But here's the thing. If you say, well, I can't do that. Well, then you know what? We need to equip you so you can. Because God has called you to do this. God has asked you to do this. God has commanded you to do this. And we continue. He says, this will continue until all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son so that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Okay? This will continue. It doesn't stop. We continue moving down this road together. We continue doing this together. Go ahead and go to the next section. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they, they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You want a church that is healthy and loving and everything God wants us to be? You better be growing. You better be maturing. You better be doing the things that is going to help you to know Christ in a deeper, more intimate way. You say, Aaron, why are the churches... Oh, why, why is there so much disunity? And why is there so much this? And, this? and this isn't good. And that's not good. Why, 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 why? I'll tell you why. You want the honest answer? It's because we got a bunch of immature Christians. Who won't grow up. That's why. They won't grow up. They want to sit there and just enjoy the milk. When God's called us to so much more meat. Guys, listen. You are growing up. If you're not growing up. If you're not growing, you're dying. Now now listen, that doesn't mean... They basically next week you come to me and say, hey, I, I, I'm ready to, to leave and go to the mission field. This is about, listen, this is about being willing to just go, just, even if it's baby steps. One of the greatest things about being a youth pastor was watching kids grow. Watching a kid who I know six months ago when that would have happened would have punched the guy's lights out, would have cussed him out, would have had a big problem. And you know what? This time he only cussed him out. (laughs) Hey, listen, listen. That is growth. That is growth. And you know what? Let's be honest. It's more than a lot of us sometimes. It is. And we want to grow. Listen, if we are going to be the church that God has called us to be, we're going to have to grow into that. We're going to have to continue to grow. Because listen, this is how, kind of, this, is how this works, okay? God has us here. This is, this, is, this is where he wants us to go, and we're here. And as we grow into that, this is kind of what God begins to do. Now, it doesn't, he doesn't keep his presence from us. He just continues to move that direction. That way we continue to be more and more unified, more and more in love. We're never going to get to a time when we're here. Okay? Do you understand that? And that's not a knock on any of us. That's understanding that God's going to continue to do this. Remember what the scripture said. It said continue to do this. It's a continuation. It's a process. The problem is that some of us have stopped the process. We have thought, whether it's because of pride or because of whatever, we've thought that I know it all. And you say, well, I haven't really said that, but your life shows it. Listen, I've been there. I've been there. And it's not what God has for you. And it's not what God has for us. And we want to help you. Again, we want to give you tools to help that take place. And we're going to. Hopefully one of the tools is when you come here every Sunday morning and hear me rant and rave and move around like I, you know, need to get my steps in for my Apple Watch, which I don't have. (laughs) You know. Sometimes I, I'd like, to maybe don't do this because I know some of you will say, oh, I'll do it. You know, you know I, I, sometimes I've been curious, like, if I actually wore one of those things, like, you know, I, I spoke this morning, yeah, really, yeah, and I also ran a half marathon, you know, <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> it would be scary. But we got to grow. We're going we're gonna to become more like Christ because that's what God has called us to do and to be. And listen, this is what's so beautiful about this. The more we become like Christ, the more people are going to want to get help because they're going to see something in us, and the more people are going to discover Jesus because of it. You say, my growth doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It matters in souls. Because God has a plan for you, and God has a destiny for you, and God's trying to get you ready. So when you walk into Walmart just to get a gallon of milk or wherever you're at, and you walk in, and there's that person there, and they're scanning, and God says, I want you just to say hello to them, that you'll actually do it. We're going to grow, we are going to grow. And I want to tell you this up front. I remember when I was a kid, I would stay at my grandparents' farm. And for some reason, it only seemed to happen there, probably because grandma was there. And grandmas are just amazing. And I would wake up in the night, and my legs would just be aching. They would hurt, and I couldn't go to sleep. And I would just sit there and I'd toss and turn. And I don't know how God hardwired females this way, but I think it's absolutely God's beautiful design. But somehow grandma knew. Mom knew. I always told the kids in youth group, your mom, your dad sometimes may not know, your mom will always know. You know, And she would come in. Two, three in the morning. Aaron, what's wrong? I said Grandma, my, my legs hurt. And she would go and she'd go find some concoction. I have no idea what it was. It smelled like peppermint kind of stuff. And some of you may even know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. And she would go and she would put that in her arms. And she would sit there. And she would rub my legs. And she'd say, It's okay, Aaron. It's okay. I said, Grandma, why does it hurt? Grandma, why does it hurt? She said, Aaron, you're having growing pains. It's okay. But, Grandma, why does it have to hurt? And she would look at me and she'd say, Aaron, for you to grow into the man that God has called you to be, sometimes it has to hurt. Listen, folks, there are going to be some moments going to hurt. But you're growing. You're growing. You're becoming the man and the woman of God that he has called you to be. And sometimes, yes, that involves some pain. Sometimes that involves some uncomfortableness. But let let me see. understand this. There is no pain without a promise. There is no pain without a plan. There's a plan there, and there's a plan that is going to change not just your life, but the life of people you come in contact with. I have people come to me. I want my son to know Jesus. I want my kids to know Jesus. I want my parents to know Jesus. Then be Jesus to them. How do I do that? You become more like him. You become more like him. You get to the place where they look at you, and you know what they see? They see Jesus. I don't see you. How do I do that? You spend time with him. You experience him. You don't just read the word. You digest the word. It's not about getting through a certain amount of time. It's about looking at and studying it and saying, God, what does this mean for me today? It's allowing him to speak and us to listen and us to respond. Or we're going to grow. And there are going to be some moments where it's hard. And there's going to be moments where you're going to say, "But I don't," but Aaron, I don't, I don't want to get up and spend time with the Lord. I don't want. And I'm going to go. You know what? I know because I don't either sometimes. But you know what? We're growing. And that's part of the plan. So let's bring this all to a conclusion. Okay, oh, it didn't spill. I must have knocked that over. Hey, hold on. Let's move it away from the expensive equipment (laughs) because I I didn't want to buy John a new pedal board I'm sure John would love for me to buy a new pedal board but no (laughs) now listen I want to say this before I kind of do this last little bit um I want you to understand something a little bit about me so that you don't walk out of here confused. Um, I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to beat you over the head. Um, Sometimes when I get passionate and I feel very strongly, I know that that can come out and that's not my intention. I just feel very strongly about these things. And I love you and I believe in you. I've had people come up to me and say, in a loving way, why did you decide to come here? And first and foremost, I feel like God called Emily and I here, and Easton. But another reason is because I believe in you. Every single one of you. I believe you have what it takes. I would not be here if I did not believe so. I would not be so passionate if I did not believe so. Because I see greatness in all of you. Every single one of you. And I don't like to see greatness wasted. I don't like to see people not be in the kingdom because we didn't give it all that we had to make that a reality in their lives. So please don't leave this place discouraged. Please do not leave this place feeling beat up because that in no way, shape, or form is my desire in any way. I love you. And I'm excited about what God has in store for us. But we are going to accomplish our mission. You see, at the very end, I want to hear something that I hope you want to hear too. And that is well done good and faithful servant. I want to hear that back. And we're going to do all that we can to hear that said of us, not just as individuals, but as a body of believers. So, very simply, very easily, so that you will understand Memorize, hold close to your heart. Very, very simply, the mission of Broomfield Assembly is helping people discover and grow in Jesus. That's it. Helping people discover and grow in Jesus. Listen, one day, hopefully 30 years from now, I'll leave this place. God will bring you a new pastor, and that'll be awesome. And it's going to be a glorious moment. My last Sunday. I want to say we did that. I want to say we accomplished the mission. Were we perfect? No. Did we do it right all the time? Absolutely not. But that is answered with an affirmative. That is answered with God saying, well done my good and faithful servants. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to be about. In February, we'll talk about some traits to help make that more of a reality. As things continue, we'll talk about actual things, tangible things that we are going to implement to, again, help make that happen. But for this Sunday, moving forward, this is who we are. This is what we're about. This is what we will do. If the worship team would please come out, I'm gonna pray. And then we're gonna go ahead and close. Could you do me a favor? Let's, let's all just bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's, in this moment, okay, let's begin to just let the spirit speak. thank you Father thank you Jesus you are good you are great you are mighty and strong and Father right now As your people, as your church, as a body of believers, we ask that you would help us to accomplish this mission. We ask that right now in the name of Jesus, you would equip us, Father, that you would help us to do these things that, Father, this would never, ever, ever just be words on a wall, that it would never, ever, ever just be something that we, we put there, and, but, but it isn't a part of who we are. Father, I pray that this would begin to sear in our hearts, that to be a part of this body of believers, that we would say, this is our mission, this is what we will do. Even if it costs us, even if it hurts, even if it's not comfortable, even if we don't understand, even if there's mistakes, we will hold true to the mission. And people will be helped. And people will come to know Jesus. And we will grow in him. And Father, we are open to any method that you choose to use to make those things happen but the message will remain the same. Jesus and him crucified. He will change your life. He will do what only he can do and we will grow in you and we will become more like you. And when that happens, when those moments begin to take place, we will celebrate your faithfulness and your goodness. So Father, right now, Let these words that I believe have come from you burn in our hearts. Change how we see our world and this church and ourselves right now in the name of Jesus. For you are good you are great. Thank you, God.